0: Yeah, I meant, uh, <laughs> Let's so, start over here. This is how oh, our show is. <laughs> <so we're... laughs> we, yeah,
1: this is one of our better moments, actually.
0: Nice. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Craig.
2: Hey, Prague fans, welcome to another episode of the Ultimate Prague Podcast Project. My name is Tony, and as always, I'm joined by Lee and Craig. We are three friends and prog aficionados here to talk about the history and the craft of progressive music while sprinkling in usually, sometimes, always unvarnished opinions. I don't know, prickly, these days. Prickly um, opinions critically opinions of the music and personalities that make this genre so stinking great. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at UP3 show or on Mastodon at UP3 show on the Mastodon.social server. You can also find us on our homepage at up3show.com where you can find all of our episodes as well as sometimes we put up extra multimedia content. If you'd like to reach out to the show, uh, don't be shy. You can email us at up3show at gmail.com. And as a reminder, if you just can't get enough of the show, please don't forget to hit the subscribe button on our podcast page. I know everyone asks that, but we would really appreciate it. It actually does help out the show. You can find all that at up3show.podbean.com or wherever it is that you get your podcasts tonight's a little bit of a a fun episode so i'm looking forward to getting into the chat yeah as
1: opposed to our episodes that suck yeah this is the good one
2: (laughs) well i didn't say good or bad i said fun
3: (laughs) okay so fine this is
2: you guys are assholes
3: (laughs) that's very true they're they're usually serious
2: (laughs) yes so we try to be a little more straight man on some of the episodes so uh, lee let's start with you tonight uh what have you been up to since last time
1: well, I got really inspired after we went to the Cars Prog Fest, the Colorado Prog Fest, which we're going to talk about. And so I've been taking apart some uh, copy tunes that I'm sort of thinking that maybe I want to try, and uh, one of these are an After Hours. So I've been doing some pretty heavy programming, downloaded some sheet music for some tunes that I like, and nice. one particular idea that Tony stuck in my head... Because he knew I would take it and think it was an awesome idea, which it is.
2: I think this, I know what this is. Yeah,
1: I think you know what it is too. But I'm going to hold off until I Ah. can actually sit down and do some arrangements. So, But it is an awesome idea, so maybe we'll talk about it in the future.
2: Let me just ask this. Is it a giant idea?
1: Yeah, it is a giant idea, and I think it's an awesome giant idea, actually.
2: Oh, nice. Nice. I know what this is, and I think that once it's all ready, the audience will love it.
1: Yep. And also, I just want to make a quick shout out to my nephew, Simon Chernow. He's studying production and art at UCLA, and he's just produced his first song available on Spotify as a producer. And so...
2: That's really cool. Yeah,
1: it's not Prague, but, you know, I love anybody that's devoting their life to art and is so making cool. their career art. So if you're so inclined, go look up Motion Blue on Spotify.
2: Motion Blue. Yeah, I'll put a link in the show notes.
1: Yeah, thanks b-l-u motion blue yeah
2: it's really cool because you know you guys are the musician part of our trio and i am very much the production geek of our trio (laughs) like i i go down the rabbit hole on this i'm really interested in how how the sausage gets made yep how about you craig what have you been up to
3: um playing music i got my first comedy gig coming up first one since the pandemic cool nice it's a bunch of material that's very dated, so I'm looking forward to seeing the audience reaction to that. And we have a jazz gig coming up at the Providence 5280 in Edgewater. We're doing two one-hour sets, and one of them is going to have a vocalist, and she's awesome.
2: And have you thought of a way of mixing the two and doing a jazz comedy?
3: To be honest, you're, you're not the first person <laughs> to suggest it, and I also have thought a lot about it, and I probably will at some point, but I'm still trying to get... To a level where I think my playing is good enough that it won't detract from humor. So I'm really just focusing on playing. Or
2: maybe the level of playing is the humor.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So many people have done that kind of thing. I mean, there's Weird Al. There's Professor Tom Lehrer, if you remember him from Dr. Demento Mm -hmm. days when you were a teenager. There's uh, Victor Borgia, I think is his name. Mm -hmm. He makes piano playing funny. I've actually done a couple. I mean, I have done a few spoof songs and, and played them at comedy shows. It's not my thing yet.
2: It's not your thing. Huh? How about you? I have been down a little bit of a rabbit hole, um, as I am one to do, and I don't think this is a surprise to anyone who listens to the show or even you guys. I sent you guys a text the other day, which was kind of the culmination of this rabbit hole, learning about traditional recording studio stuff. Yeah. This ultimately brought me back to this documentary from like, I think it's like a decade or so ago when Sound City Studio in Burbank was in the process of liquidating and closing down. And it's got a storied history even since then. But the premise of the documentary is that the original Nirvana album was recorded at the studio and it was one of the last holdouts of we do everything analog here. Hmm. And they had one of the infamous Neve boards at that no. um, studio. And so it was very sentimental for Dave Grohl. And he bought the board, took it to his studio. Because, you know, we live in the Pro Tools era these days.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I just really wanted to go learn a lot about how would you patch up a traditional mixing board. Yeah. That then led me to Wendy Carlos, which I also texted you about. Yeah. And we've talked about her before. Mm-hmm. But I got to her because there's this one set of interview videos that she did where she's literally doing a patch set live and she just knows everything about any effect it's going to have on the tone. Mm -hmm. So before she even plugs in the patch cable, she's like, what I'm about to do is going to flatten this tone Yeah, Uh, because I'm a big believer that you have to understand where things have been to understand the automation.
3: Yeah. So what is that? A Neve board? Yes. You've never seen a Neve? No.
2: There is this company, they built these huge mixing boards, like 24-track, 32-track mixing boards, and they were huge. Mm -hmm. And they were all built by hand. Oh, my goodness. At Sound City in Burbank in 1971, this board cost $75,000 to have made. And one of the owners of Sound City had just bought a house for (laughs) $39,000. It was super expensive. It became kind of famous for the tone that they got out of that board Mm. it was a pretty simple infrastructure right you've got a bunch of mics in Mm -hmm. control here everything goes straight out to tape you got this very natural tone um, when mixing on this board and there are a lot of very seminal albums just go watch the documentary called Real to Real. but yeah i'll check it out it is on youtube i'll put it on the website Mm. because it is pretty informative but yeah that's what that is cool With that, um, we're going to circle back around and talk about what we've been listening to since last time. So I'm going to, again, start with you, Lee. What have you been listening to since last time?
1: I am listening to Rain's new album, Radio Silence, and uh, really enjoying it. I think it's a step up for Rain. It's a little bit punchier, a little bit more prog rock. I don't know, maybe a
3: little bit harder is the right word for it, but really enjoying it.
2: Nice. And how about you, Craig?
3: I was talking to one of the people at the uh, Prog Fest we went to, and uh, he mentioned Jellyfish. I've been going back and listening to two Jellyfish CDs. Mm-hmm. They're a little bit like Queen, kind of poppy, just brilliantly produced and written and performed.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So I'm not listening to anything new, but I've been listening to that, and it's it's just really brilliant stuff. They lived fast and died hard.
2: Nice. For myself, partly because I knew we were going to be going to the Cars event. <laughs>
3: it's not a Rick O'Kasek Cars.
2: No, no. No. I expected there to be Genesis stuff there, especially Gabriel era Genesis. So I took it upon myself to just go back and really just listen over and over, beginning to end, all of the Gabriel era Genesis. I love those albums. Maybe because I love Peter Gabriel too, because of Peter Gabriel's releases that he's doing right now. It is very stark to me how different and how quickly different Collins era Genesis is from Gabriel Mm -hmm. era Genesis. Yeah.
1: I actually went back and re-listened to Duke after we were at that show. There were a lot of people plugging Duke. There were. What did you think? It's just reminiscing. I mean, I've listened to it plenty of times, but... Mm
2: -hmm. Because you've had pretty strong opinions about Duke.
1: Again, I put that in that transition era before they were just like pure pop, but um, you can definitely tell what's coming by listening to that album. Yeah.
3: Is that the one right after and then there were three or was there...
1: I don't exactly remember the order, but... Yeah, I think that's right.
3: It's Trick of the Tail, Wind Weathering, and then there were three, and that's where I stopped paying attention. Right, exactly.
2: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I make no bones about preferring Gabriel era Genesis here. So we also like to talk about news here on the show. Lee, what do you have for news and new releases this month?
1: So I'm starting first with maybe a person you've never heard of, Katie Patchnos. She does Prog Harp, and her first album called Prog Harp Volume 1. Just released February 12th. The reason I'm promoting her today is because she married Diego Tejeda in January. Oh, wow. And as part of their ceremony, they co-wrote a song together. She does prog harp to some metal songs. It's pretty intense stuff. Oh, that's so
2: awesome. Nice. Yeah, Katie
1: Patch knows. ACT has just released a teaser for their new upcoming EP. The teaser is called The Girl Without a Past. The upcoming EP is called Falling. Haken has released a fourth teaser from their album, Fauna, which comes out March 3rd. This teaser is called Love Bite. And Haken's just like teaser, teaser, teaser. Let's just release the album. I'm just kind of tired of that. New Periphery album, Gent is Not a Genre. We talked about that. will be coming out March 10th. A lot of stuff coming out in March. New Redemption, I Am the Storm, is coming out March 17th. Mm Mm-hmm. And I totally geeked out this week on Exploring Birdsong. Tony has been pushing this band in different episodes, and I sort of listened on the periphery, but they released a teaser for their new album called Bear the Weight. This is from their upcoming EP, Dancing in the Face of Danger, which will come out March 24th. And it is a fantastic song. It completely blew me away. Can't wait to hear that album come out.
2: Yeah, I am so excited. And I'm actually more excited to hear you get excited about them, because it, it makes me realize, like, maybe I'm not out in left field.
1: I don't know if this is the metal turn you were waiting for, but I am thoroughly impressed with that one song. So
3: The last time you were that excited about a band that I recall was seven or eight years ago. When you said Frost is the best thing in Prague right now, bar none. Mm-hmm. The two albums
1: before this that I geeked out this much on are Frost, Million Town. Mm-hmm. First time I heard it, couldn't believe it. Yeah. And Archeco, I think I went this crazy on Archeco yeah. Yeah.
2: too. And you know, it's interesting that you bring up Frost. I've described Frost as being like a cult, and then I finally joined the Frost cult. <laughs> I think that Exploring Birds Song is going to be very much like that, where it's a band you don't get until you get it, and then you're like, and it's all like, in. Yeah,
1: I am all in. I bought everything they've got available as soon as I heard that. Yeah,
2: they are awesome.
1: Peter Gabriel has released another teaser for his upcoming album, I.O., called The Court. And I cannot find a release date on this album at either. all. But he is aggressively promoting his tour, so... I'm just expecting it sometime in 2023, I guess.
2: And what do you think of the court?
1: It definitely sounds Peter Gabriel. Congas and the drum lines on it. I cannot remember the name of the guy. You know his name.
2: Manu Kache? Yeah,
1: thank you, Manu Kache. It sounds like standard Peter Gabriel to me, but the court did not excite me at all, no.
2: I like it. I said this to you guys personally when we were at, at the event the other night. I think that once we have the whole album and we see everything in an album context, it's going to make a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah. I do agree with that. I mean, I don't dislike the court. I like it well enough.
3: It's kind of like if you ask ChatGPT to write a Peter Gabriel song.
2: (laughs) You know what? You're not wrong. (laughs) On the album Up, for example, Mm -hmm. I don't think most of those singles work.
3: Yeah. Individually.
2: Out of context. I agree. Especially the Barry Williams show. I don't think it works as a single, but then when you hear it in the context of the album, I think it fits perfectly.
1: I think you're right. Matt Dorsey, the bassist vocalist for Sound of Contact and In Continuum, is going to release his first solo album, Let Go, on April 7th, and I'm excited about that. He's released two teasers so far, and the list of guest musicians on this album is pretty intense. Marco Miniman, Dave Kirsner, um, Jonathan Mover, really looking forward to that. New Jethro Tull, Roke Float, we've talked about that, that's April 21st. The Ocean Collective has announced they will release a new album May 19th called Holocene.
2: I'm excited for this. I am
1: too. And they released a teaser called Parabiosis. Einar Solberg, the vocalist for Leprous, the vocalist and keyboardist, is going to release his solo album called 16. And he also has a list of collaborative musicians that is starting to get pretty intense. Uh And his first teaser, Grotto, is out now. And I liked it. And that album doesn't release till June 2nd, so we got a ways.
2: Let's talk about that for a minute. I love the atmospheric feel of Leprous, but you have described it as not going anywhere, not moving. Mm -hmm. So what is it that you like about The Grotto?
1: We keep going back and forth on this. I don't think what I don't like about Leprous is that it doesn't go anywhere. What I don't like about Leprous is it doesn't ever feel like the musicians are in sync. It always feels like uh, they're playing different songs to me. Hmm. And that's what I don't like about it. And this, to me, just sounded like it had a direction. I could really follow where it was going. And so I liked it on first listen. Nice. I'm, I'm excited about it.
2: I'm excited for that. Maybe I'll bring you back into the leprous cult. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> about that.
1: <laughs> Good
2: luck with that. Um, but I do like the track, too. As a huge leprous nerd, I, I love the track. It's, it's Einar. It's an extension of leprous. It's going to feel very, very familiar. And I think that's a good thing.
1: And finally, the last thing is, I reached out to our good friend, John Beghold, and said, hey, what's up with Pattern Seeking Animals' fourth album? And all he would really say is, yep, it's in the can, it's getting produced, it will be out sometime in 2023, probably more towards the fall. So, good confirmation there, but that's all I got.
2: And maybe that'll be a good excuse to have him back on the show. There you go. Yeah. Because I want to hear more of his story. Yes, he's got good stories.
3: Fascinating guy. That's the news.
2: Awesome. So, Craig, uh, what do you have that's unheard of for us this month?
3: We went to a Prague Festival-type thing in Colorado, and we had a table set up in the back, and we had business cards, and Tony had his uh, recording things, and we recorded some tracks, and Lee was walking around with his dat deck and interviewing people, and somebody came up to the table and dropped a bunch of CDs on us. And I thought, you know what? I've never heard of you, sir. You're unheard of. That qualifies. He
2: qualifies. <laughs>
3: no, it totally qualifies. So anyway, yeah, this guy came by, and uh, his name was Anthony Amon, or Amon, and he has a two-person band called the MC2 Project. His CD that's been out for about a year, it's called On the Way Out. Anthony plays guitar, and also in the band is an excellent keyboard player. Her name is Larissa Gorodinsky. We're going to listen to the beginning of Colors of Desert Travel. Man, I like that guitar solo.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: The whole album is that.
1: That's a nice tone. I like that.
3: You know, you were talking about production before, and I listened to this, and it's, you know, just some guy comes up to our thing and says, I've been recording this for a while, and it sounds so
2: good. Yeah.
3: You know? That's the world we're in, and it's like, holy cow, dude.
2: Yeah. I I don't know if it reminds me more of Satriani or Santana.
3: Interesting. Yeah, Santana's interesting. I kind of hear that.
2: Either way, I like it.
3: Yeah, definitely. The next track we're going to listen to is called Hurry Up. And what's cool about this one is it features a bass player named Gonzalo Teppa. Have you guys ever heard of him? No. Nope. He is a fixture in the Denver jazz community. Oh, cool. So I've seen him a million times. I do these jazz classes and he's an instructor there. I see him every Tuesday night. And it's like, oh, son of a bitch, he's on this album so i just want to give a plug to him because he's amazing he's uh gotten nominated for two grammys uh he's performed with wynton marsalis
2: nice
3: he uh, he was named best jazz soloist by downbeat magazine in 2004 2005 and 2006 and he is just the nicest guy in the world let's listen to uh gonzalo jamming with these guys
1: Wow.
2: I like Good stuff,
3: that. man. No kidding. It's what's cool to hear uh, Gonzalo play that kind of thing is I've only ever heard him play a giant upright bass that's taller than him. <laughs> 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 so uh, it's good to see him funk out. So I can't wait to see him on Tuesday. And, I listen to you, man. Dude, I heard you want a CD and it wasn't, it was Prague. So the third track we're going to listen to, it's a little more low key. It's called Emotion Evolution. Uh, And this features a guy named Charles Parker on bass. Um, I don't know nearly as much about him as I do Gonzalo, uh, but I'm pretty sure early on he decided not to go as Charlie Parker.
2: Yeah, exactly. I was hoping you would say something (laughs) about that.
3: (laughs) And also on the uh, liner notes of the CD, they do mention a fellow named Alex Bityutski as the drummer. They're a two-piece with a guest drummer. Great album. I really was super pleasantly surprised by the production quality, the songwriting, the sound of his guitar, the keyboard accompaniments, the arrangements. Really a neat album, so check it out. It's been out for about a year. Again, the band is called MC2. The album is called On The Way Out. You can stream it on virtually any streaming platform, Spotify, Amazon, iTunes. Or they have a presence on Facebook. Again, it's the MC2 Project Cool. And that's also the name of their website, so.
2: Cool. As usual, I'll put all the links in the show notes. I want to yes and with what Craig just said, there's really good stuff at the local scene. I encourage everyone that's listening, find a local venue or a local event or something and go see local music because there's really great local music everywhere. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, incidentally, After we went to the event for Colorado Prog Fest, we got this email from Meg and said, Huge fan. Props for the Stephen Wilson episode. The short intro track you play at the beginning of each episode is great, but I can't find the album it's from. Please tell us the band, album, and the name of the song.
1: Yeah, thanks, Meg, for the question, and thanks for listening, especially. That piece is an original that I wrote several years ago called Emotional Barter. I was never quite happy with the verse, so it never made it onto an album or released And when we were first setting up the show, I played it for the guys, and they're like, yeah, let's use it. And the way you hear it in the podcast is a little bit chopped up. What you hear in the intro to the episodes is actually the break of the song, and then it moves into one of the verses. That's the quieter part with the electric piano and the guitars. And then you hear the verse again in the outro of the episodes. Hmm. I've never released it, but with a little work, it could certainly be a song. So I will make a mental note to get that finished and published so you can download it and hear it so thanks
2: nice yeah lee why don't you set up how you came to know about this event and how we came to be there
1: our usual format we really like doing these histories of bands or we do deep dives into modern bands and kind of tie it to the old prog history interviews with different musicians all of that is great but We have always said that we wanted to have a focus more on the local scene. And one of our other focuses has been that we would really like to cover some kind of live event. So many moons ago, I was a member of a group called CARS, the Colorado Art Rock Society. And we're going to let them tell their own backstory in just a minute. And just over time and hopping emails and moving and things like that, I had lost track of them, but I was still getting advertisements from them on Facebook. And they sent me an ad for a live event, ProgFest, an afternoon of progressive music with friends at a local club called nieces over in Lafayette, Colorado. So initially I got in touch with Chris from Sons of Genesis, one of the headline bands that was playing later, and he put me in touch with Barb Siegel and Tim Kessel of Cars. And after some lengthy explaining and some back and forth on what we wanted to do, they said, Yeah, come on out, set up, and we'd love to have you. So we threw everything in our backpacks. And like Craig said, Tony came out and recorded the event. And I brought my handheld recorder so we could all do interviews with the audience. And we spent part of our Sunday listening to a lot of great music, talking to a lot of local prog geeks in the denver area what they love about getting together and talking about prog with their friends and the music and also putting together a little temporary prog act and working up these songs and playing them in front of their friends yep it was great like tony said it was a lot of fun just to let them drive the discussion and drive the music and and have us just kind of be a witness to it
2: yeah to tim and everyone at cars Not only did they welcome us in and say, yes, you can come, they were very supportive and we were very respectful. We were on a little table on the back of the venue, Mm -hmm. but everyone that noticed that we were the quote unquote podcast guys was super interested in what we were doing and super interested to have us signal boosting what they're doing anyway. Just covering the Prague scene. Yeah. It was just really, really cool atmosphere.
3: Definitely. So a little
1: background on the format. Again, it was at a local club in Lafayette, Colorado called Nisi's. Great venue. Yeah, I mm-hmm. have never been there. Have you been there?
2: I hadn't been there either.
1: No, that's a, that's a fairly new place. And actually, towards the end of this episode, I'm going to play an interview with the owner. He kind of tells a little bit about the history, why they got there. Mm-hmm. But they've only been in that place just a few months. Wow. But the format of the day was really interesting. It resembles... What we've seen on some of the cruises, Cruise to the Edge and also Progressive Nation at Sea, where they run a thing called After Hours, where you can sign up to go play, usually in After Hours, it's copy tunes, you put together your own band, you get to rehearse three, four, five as many times as you get a chance to, and then you get up and you play in front of your buddies. And you play something you're really attached to. It might be Older Yes or Genesis or Jethro Tull or Kansas. Or it can be newer prog like Stephen Wilson or Porcupine Tree or Haken or something like that. In this case, it was a bit of a mix between that format, which is what I would call tribute maybe. Uh And there was also some original content as well. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed that part of the show as well just to see local people that are doing their own writing and really want to have a format where they can play it in front of people.
2: Yeah, agree, totally.
1: So, this is the 18th annual time they've run this Prog Fest. Format, at least the beginning, two thirds of it was about 30 minute sets, local musicians. They'd take, you know, 10, 15 minutes to go change the stage for the next act. Uh-huh. And during that time is when we'd run around and just start talking to people. Mm-hmm. Right. So, we invite you to kick back. Join us at Nices for the afternoon. Join us. We've already paid your cover. Grab a drink. Tell you what, first round's on me. And let's go listen to some local music and talk to the crowd about why they're here and why they love Prague.
4: My name is Tim Kessel. I am the organizer of this event. It's put on by the Colorado Art Rock Society, which has been around for, I don't know, for about 18, 20 years now. And uh, we have monthly meetings. We just get around together and listen to and talk about all things Prague. What's your name again? Alan Mallory. Tell us about cars and how it got
1: started, in Mallory.
0: Yeah, so I met um, Phil Satterley. At, we were at a music festival in uh, Mexicali, Mexico, okay. 1999's Baja Prague. And so I met Phil there, and it turned out we were both from Colorado. So, right. yeah, we, after that we decided to get together and some other people. Uh, once a month at a restaurant, we just, like, talk Prague and listen to music and... Oh. Ate dinner and stuff. So nice. That's how it started. That kind of yeah, fun? people brought music to listen to. If they wanted to trade or sell CDs, they bring them too. And yeah. then, how do you get to your first proc Fest from just meeting at cars and swapping stories and that? It's kind of more initially just like groups of people getting together, kind of jams. It wasn't like specific groups, but it sort of evolved into certain groups. But also, certain people would just play together in different combinations.
2: Kind of
0: like yeah. A musical swap. yeah, sorry. It sort of covers and some original stuff. So it's kind of evolved since then. So yeah.
1: you're like you're getting together. You know, this guy plays with this hack This we just want a
0: venue where we can sound and listen to everybody do the same music. We all love to listen. to. Yeah. So people got like I know like like I play sax and keyboards and I got to play okay. bass. Put some drums we got together and did some, just got together for a couple of rehearsals and did you know chose some songs and I nice. just played some stuff. So yeah. Nice have a
4: lot of fun we, we put this show on every year and um we've got a you know mixture of uh you know original acts and some cover acts uh some of them are regular groups some are just put together for this show sweet so it's uh it's a real good uh, good ride you know and you guys you'll you can hang around here you'll meet some friends who uh you know we're bigger prog nerds than you are as a matter of fact no, so no, it'll no be all right
0: Patrick Cromer, what brought you out here tonight? Uh, my friend Dave Fritzler is uh, playing in a band, so uh, okay. I work with him, and he uh, he invited me here. Okay,
1: are you familiar with the genre music at all? Yeah, Dave uh, Dave got me into prog rock quite a few years ago. So yeah, I'm a big
0: fan of like Rush and Dream Theater and uh, yeah. Other bands like that.
5: It's us come
1: Do you know
4: anybody here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I have played it's at like the prog fest, but my good uh, one of my best friend is playing. Okay. So uh, which is who? Kurt Dagostino. Okay. They're you're playing me. a couple of Yes songs. Oh, nice. And you and I. Oh, okay. And going for the one.
6: All right, how's it going? Can I talk to you?
1: Sure. What's your name? I'm Chris. So, what makes you want to get up there and actually play it rather than like go to a Riverside show or go to a Spotsy food show or whatever?
6: Oh, gosh, the, the music's in my blood. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I view it as kind of a spiritual thing. For me, it's um, all about connection with people. Most of my most meaningful relationships have come through music. Wow. uh I was in a band regular band for a, a long time okay. and uh, and through that I met my uh, wife to be very nice and some of my best friends Sweet. and uh, so a lot of my best moments have been you know connecting through music. What's your connection to the music? Um, My connection musically is from Jethro Tull. Uh Uh, That was like, as an impressionable teenager back in the heyday, Aqualung opened up a new world to me, including anti-religious thought.
3: Hey, wait a second. What's that? Every third male software engineer plays guitar. It's true, man. It is true. Got yeah. drums. Always this guitar. I'm a
1: keyboard player. So but, but okay. still, but I, but I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. that's
3: funny.
0: This
1: is opportunity, you and the empathy, time to be everything we want to be. Hi. How you doing? Can I talk to you for a second? Sure. What's your name? Steven. Steven. Are you, why are you here? Why do you like Prague? Well, I grew up with Prague. Gentle Giant, yeah. Marillion, IQ, all okay. those great bands and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And we're actually uh,
2: doing an Emerson Lake and
1: Palmer Take a Pebble around 7 o'clock or so. And so getting up here and doing it, just because of your love of the genre and your love of the... Absolutely. In, in this case, ELP.
6: feel very fortunate I, I haven't been to the uh cars performance since before the pandemic right and so i'm seeing a lot of friends um you know performing tonight right uh, and although i'm not performing tonight uh i just feel very inspired to be here and see I what see. everybody's doing just the, th- the thing about progressive music though is that it's pushing the boundaries yeah. of creativity yeah and uh so it's a it's a way to express yourself that's um it's a little bit outstri- outside the mainstream. Yeah. Like in the past, the, uh, you know, the, there were powerful music businesses that were curating the music that we would listen to. Right. And now with the advent of YouTube and social media, there's actually a lot more freedom for uh, independent musicians. Absolutely. And, uh, and so I think um, just really everybody is free to do whatever they want. This is a great venue a for
1: really reminiscing about like yes, ELP, Marillion, Genesis yeah. coming yeah. up, all that. Do you feel like the newer stuff is under under Sometimes, represented? sometimes. I mean
4: I've I've been in X, we've done Transatlantic, yeah. we've done Por- I had a Porcupine uh, Tree. We, well, we right. had a we had a side very once in a while band called Porcupine Treason. Oh, and we did <laughs> and we good. did and we did Porcupine Tree stuff, but it's that's not a gigging band because there's not right. enough people around here, at least that yeah. know who, who the heck is Porcupine Tree. Although Stephen Wilson, I we're wanting to do it again, but we are, are we lost our lead vocalist? Uh, he passed away. So, so Life you, you said in something interesting.
2: For... I'd like to follow up on. There's not enough people exposed to that or aware. Right. And although so...
4: although Porcupine Tree did great when they were here. I mean at the Bel- at Belco, even though the sound yeah. was a little iffy. Yeah. It that's was. A, it wasn't a big, sold out, but a big it, they they filled the room. But for this audience, do you feel like it's it's it's, it's, it's well, you can. Pro- it, it's it's the, the the people renting out the halls. Okay. So finding a place that'll go porcupine tree, mm-hmm. sure. Bring it in, mm-hmm. I think, is a little harder than say yes, or Genesis. Somebody who has a little more. Known track record. Interesting. Um, But, I mean, we did, but like, we did a porcupine treason gig with Rush Archives.
2: So for you, what is Prague?
4: Oh God! Really, forty-five minutes on it. I've I've been on the old. I used to moderate the Spock's Beard message board, and I mean the old, old, and the early days of our cars mailing list, and that's the the never-ending question. Exactly. I mean, so you've got you have the umbrella that is Prague with a capital P. Which to me is always gonna be, you know, the classic symphonic prog of early crimson yeah. Genesis, yes. Right. Gentle giant yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. But then truly progressive, like I, I love Marillion and they were neo prog when they first came out and they were very derivative of some Genesis and they but they weren't as technical. I mean it's relatively straightforward music so is it prog well yeah because okay, so it's thematic it's almost way. art rock
2: yeah so if you got something new that's being downloaded into your brain what are the characteristics that you're processing to define if it's prog or well, not for,
4: prog- for progressive rock it's it's musician's music it's it's usually going to be a little more complicated it isn't this necessarily it may have sections that are straight but it's going to be a little more complicated. It's going to be theatrical. It's going to be, have dynamics. Mm-hmm. Um, so
1: this is great. We love this. This like Right in My Wheelhouse, Yes, ELP. What about the most recent prog? Bands like Haken, bands like Conception, Camelot, exploring Birdsong. I mean, there's all kinds of prog that's out there now. For you, is this a reminiscing kind of a show? Uh, yeah, for the most part. I mean, my current prog favorite is a group called Magic Pie. I love Magic Pie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard to say. I, I, I see a lot more young people here this time than That's we have true. in the past. You yeah, know? okay, so, good. So I, either either it's our children, because <laughs> we're all dull <laughs> <little> shits <Right. laughs> or, or it's just, you know, people introduced to the groups yeah. you mentioned and yeah. you know Magic Pie and yeah. that
2: leads them into the Marillians and the IQs and the right. you know yeah. and all that so
1: okay
5: Of the different prog bands are all part uh, are members from other bands that play Nisi's. Okay, so the uh, uh, organizer Tim Kessel is in the Allman Brothers band, okay. uh, My Blue Sky, that plays at Nisi's. So when he was looking for a place about three four years ago, I said, Let's try it here. You know, it's, a, it's, it's, it's obscure, but those who love it love it, yeah. You know, and yeah. uh, I happen to be a fan as well, okay, so it was a natural thing for me to want to see. So okay. this year, with the bigger venue, I spoke to. Tim about let's try to take it up a notch and try to put in some of my prog like headliners like Sons of Genesis who I use all the time yeah. but we'll make them do a 70s set as not to uh, offend the prog purists okay. <laughs> you know okay. and then so they're going to do a great Gabriel era a little bit of Collins era
1: that's awesome. I really enjoyed that. That
3: was so cool. What a day, man.
1: And forgot to tell the audience, too, but the last two bands were really kind of the headliners. The format was slightly different. Mike Massey got on and did a Marillion tribute where they played all of
3: Misplaced Childhood. They played the entire album. And it
2: was great. It was great. It was so well done. It was stellar. Did a great job. My favorite of all of the Fish era, Marillion. And he did an amazing job yep. with that band. Mm-hmm, he like, did. That was great.
1: And then the last one to close out the day was Sons of Genesis. And they sort of started with a little bit of the modern edge off of Duke. But they turned around and they
3: jumped into old Genesis and they nailed oh, it. They just crushed it. It was so good.
2: When the lamb laid down, yep. I, I was sold, right? Like- so
3: here's the thing that I got to say about this band first as a keyboard player i was like oh man i can't wait to see how they pull this off and i looked up and it's like there's no keyboards and then i noticed there's a glockenspiel xylophone looking thing yep and the keyboard sounds seem to be coinciding with when he whacks something with a mouth mall- this dude played all of the keyboard parts of genesis stuff yes with just four mallets and some weird synthy thing yep and midi and uh he played like the intro to lamb lies Down nailed it he played the keyboard solo on the cage nailed it he was doing four note runs that
1: you would do from top to bottom in arpeggios and i just sat there in my mind and tried to picture two-handed mallet yeah doing that with four note runs like eighth note 16th note runs just completely blew my mind it's, it's that hard was.
3: to do that stuff on piano <laughs> Even yes. if you have the fingering uh-huh. down, it's it's he was he was nailing it. It was great. And then he would turn around and do like sustain note organ.
1: Yeah, I know. I saw him just do the one hit, and it would hold for a whole note. Yeah, he had a amazing. he had a
3: sustain pedal. I was watching the whole thing. It was great. Really, really cool stuff. Uh, he did part of a cinema show. It just it was such a greatest hits. It was he really did the right stuff.
1: So we kind of geeked out on the headliners, but what would you guys say your takeaways are from the rest of the day? You know, especially the first two-thirds with kind of the local acts and the people that were doing their stuff.
3: I was going to say, there was a lot of white hair there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and shiny uh, heads. But at the same time, uh, the second band, was it the second band? Um,
2: or monster domus They did some Rush covers,
3: and the drummer... Yeah. I, I, God. What was he, 14 or 15?
1: Yeah, 14 or 15. And oh, this he did dude such was such a good job.
6: Oh my goodness. I
3: couldn't believe how good that was. Yeah. Just nailing the rush stuff.
2: Yep. Yeah. I thought that was stellar. I didn't know how I felt about this at the time, but the more I've thought about the uh, Prague explosion, Dave and Laura's Prague explosion, mm-hmm. the more it feels right in my wheelhouse, actually, because it was more just atmospheric and brooding. Mm-hmm. And hope to find more of that because, you know, one of the things that we learned through our interviews is that some of these are groups that just come together for events like this and that they're not really standing groups all the time. And so Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's one of those standing bands, but I'd love to see more if they are.
1: Yep. And for me, I really was blown away by Joe, the guy that got up and did Take a Pebble.
3: Oh, my God. Yeah. You could tell that guy has he wood that
1: has woodshedded that keyboard line and got up and just he blew owned it away. Oh yeah.
3: It. He added his own style to and it. And it's
1: freaking Keith Emerson,
3: man. I just, oh, man. just
1: that was, I was thoroughly impressed yeah. with Joe and Take a pebble.
2: I mentioned this to you guys that this venue was very similar to City Winery, um, mm-hmm. where I went to see Jordan Rudis in New York. Yeah. So it's A big room. There's lots of tables. It's a dinner and a show kind of atmosphere. I don't know what capacity was in this room. Probably a few hundred. I walked around
1: and counted 300 people at the peak.
2: So roughly 300 people. And then there's a stage at one end of the venue. There are waiters that are going around. They're taking orders if you want to have a meal or drinks or or what have you. The food was great. And the food was good, Yes. But that's kind of the vibe of this place it's yeah. it's like a dinner theater kind of place, and even with people hanging about and talking and and doing all of that when the music was on, the music was on, mm-hmm. yeah. and <laughs> like people were were there for it, and I was really, really happy about that, yeah, and we talked a little bit about this in the interviews. I wish I was hearing more modern, yeah, I'd love to hear more stuff from newer bands, maybe cover Thrack, or maybe mm -hmm. cover uh, something by Dream Theater or Haken. I agree. Get together and do some Arch Echo. Or I know that there's some local prog bands. I've talked about the band Lion Tortoise from up in Fort Collins. I'd like to see them included in an event like this.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But just in general, hats off to Cars and Tim Kessel and all the musicians. The dedication and just the intestinal fortitude (laughs) it takes to put together, Mm -hmm. you know, a tribute with some of your favorite music, get together with some friends. And challenging music. And challenging music and stand up and do it in front of an audience. My hat's off to you because I just, I know what that feels like. I know what that desire feels like. And we were were just very impressed with everybody. Yeah,
2: just an awesome day all around. I think it was great overall. I had a great time. And it was great to get out and listen to music with you guys. I mean, geez, absolutely, it was. was
1: just a fun day. So, again, big thank yous to Tim Kessel and Barb Siegel and Alan Mallory of Cars and all the bands that played too G3P, Monstrodamus, Affirmative Scarlet, Dave and Laura's Prague Explosion, Kent, Adamson and Friends, Jamie Kreutz, all the musicians that got up and did the Women of Prague. Mike Massey and friends in Sons of Genesis. All the people we interviewed, Tim, Gary, Stephen, Chris, Alan, Kent, Patrick, Mark, Charles, and I'm sure there's many, many more I didn't get the names for. Sorry about that. And if you're local, please go out and check out Nisi's, the venue, and I got to chat with Mark Gitlin, the owner.
5: Give me your name. Okay. Name is Mark Gitlin. Mm -hmm. M-A-R-C-G-I-T-L-I-N. I'm the owner of Nisi since 2009. Mm -hmm. Um, It opened in 2005. I took it over about three years in. And uh, it was a modest 150-seat venue. Um, And then, just before COVID, I was looking for a new location and found this uh, one. And um, COVID hit. Waited a couple years. My landlord had a very generous landlord who... Mm -hmm waited for me to be ready and then i opened up in april of 22 it's three times it's a three times the size of the old location um gives me so many more options as far as sound and the number of people i can fit in and i can get a higher caliber band.
1: tony's going to make sure all the notes and the different links for everybody are in the show notes Uh and i just want to say if you're in the denver area please consider joining cars we're going to go and start being a force there as well. And if you're not, just please research your local area for your local prog groups, because I guarantee you there are groups that are doing exactly the same thing in your town, and they would love to have you there. And then normally, this is the part of the show where we do recommendations. Not only am I going to recommend every band that played today, one of the audience members during the interview gave us a couple recommendations of bands I hadn't heard of, So we're going to let him do recommendations.
4: I've been, I discovered just before COVID, this band called field music that are very smart, progressive pop. Um, I love a lot of progressive pop. I love that's like one of my favorite yes. Albums is the yes album, because it's just like the absolute perfect brand blend of progressive and pop. Do you know thinking plague? No, I've not heard that. Okay. So they're kind of like King Crimson to the nth degree. Uh, So it's atonal. It's incredibly difficult, r- as far away from r- uh, traditional song structures as you can get. I mean, uh, they're a Denver-based band, uh, oh, wow. absolutely brilliant.
1: So there you go, field music and thinking play. Thanks, guys, for doing this. It was great. I want to do more of this. Oh, what a
3: great idea, Lee. Yep.
2: Yeah, I loved this. You know, we've talked on the show before about how much fun it is to go Two events with the three of us, yeah. right? When we've gone to see Leprous and Haken or what have you. I really liked it in this particular episode. We were able to bring the audience along with us. Yeah. As we exit tonight, don't forget, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at UP3Show. And we're also on Mastodon at UP3Show on the Mastodon.social server. The reminder is for email, we are UP3Show at gmail.com com. We definitely want to hear from you, especially now if you're local or if you've met us at a cars event or something like that, send us an email. We'd love to talk to you, maybe even have you on the show. If you want to give the show some support, it's easy. You can always support us non-financially by subscribing on podbean at up3show.podbean.com or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Also, if you're on Apple or one of the platforms that allows you to leave a review, please take a moment to leave a review. This helps us as well. And if you would like to support the show financially, we are on Patreon at patreon.com UP3show. If you toss a few coins our way on Patreon, it helps keep the lights on. Thank you guys very much, and we will talk to you next month. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Nighty-night. Hey folks, Tony here. If you made it this far, congratulations. You're getting everything you can out of this podcast episode. As a reminder, we're a podcast about commentary and opinion on prog music. We use samples of music to make our point and to teach others. We make no claim of copyright to any of the music featured in our samples and strongly recommend that you support the artists we talk about by buying their albums and merchandise or seeing them live. If you're an artist and you'd like for us to change how we've used your content on the show, Please contact us directly so that we can work together.